Back at it, this is Anderson Street. I'm Vicky, your host, and we're keeping it quick. Okay, we're diving in. Today we're talking about sex stigmas and taboos, the woes and trials and tribulations of growing up in an abstinent, very puritanical society that is these United States. So at the table, we've got Ben, Edward, Taryn, Danielle, Sean, and a random flex who was in the crowd and decided to pop in at break and stayed. So it gets very lit. It gets very rowdy. Um, this is a, a pretty humorous one. So, but also very deep. There's some vulnerability. So be ready. Definitely not safe for work. I repeat, not safe for work. Okay. As usual, let us know who you vibed with, who you related with. Tell us in the comments. If you prefer a visual, Make sure to subscribe and like us on YouTube. Don't forget about Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us and welcome to our table. Some of you know that, you know, when I lost my virginity at, at 15, I ended up in the hospital and I died twice and I'd lost six pints of blood in an hour. So this was, you know, blood transfusion necessary, blood pressure didn't change, so I couldn't get a transfusion actually. And uh, my mom was right by my side and she was whispering to me, I remember, and I had, you know, out-of-body experience, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a teaching hospital, so there's tons of doctors in the room. There's like 10 people in the room and they're bustling back and forth. And they were like, well, did you have sex? Did you have sex? And I was like, oh my God, no, absolutely not. I don't have sex at all. I don't do that. I don't do that. I was 15, right? My mom is there. And I just think back to that all the time because what could have happened if the people in the room knew what happened that I had six inches of my arterial wall torn open by a weapon of mass destruction? (laughs) You could have probably gotten healed quicker. Way quicker. Could have gone to therapy at all. Like, oh my God, so many things could have been like um, alleviated as a result. Um, And that's probably the biggest norm that I can think of is that sex doesn't happen really. That's what I was taught in my household by its complete omission. Didn't ever hear that. My parents didn't have sex ever. They just had me once. So they must have had sex one time. That's what I know to be true. Not till today, obviously, but you know, I guess they're out here. I don't know. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm interested, Taryn, in like an experience of yours, cultural norm, sexual norm. Yeah, I mean, just like related to that, not being able to talk about it. I didn't understand hormones when they started. So, like, when I started forming like boobs and hips. When was at, that? Probably eleven or twelve. Mm. Um, but like, I was raised Southern Baptist, right? So sex is just like wrong no matter what. Like, I, and so then I felt like I was a sinner just for having a sexual body. Right. So I started to really hate myself for it. Mm. And then I'd be watching movies where like the couple's making out and I'd start to feel things down there, oh. which is a bad thing. Right. Right. And at the time I was like, I feel like I have to pee. Like I didn't understand it, but I knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong. So then I... It, it really grew into a really destructive road where I was hurting myself because I thought I was a sinner for thinking sexually. Oh, no. Like, like mentally 12, hurting yourself. Physically hurting okay. myself. Yeah. Because I was a sinner and I had to change it. And so, like, that's 
from not talking about it, what happens? And so like that was, you know, not okay. No, <laughs> that's not okay. No, and that was like the start of like a very destructive road with my sexual life and so. So you come from a very strong religious background. Yeah, so Southern Baptist is like. One of the strongest. It's like, they just wave over your head like you're gonna go to hell if you do anything. So there's a lot of guilt. A lot of guilt, shame. yeah, a lot of shame. Mm. So, and then you're like a female as well. So like, you, you know, as females in the church, you don't really have a right to say things yeah. or speak up. So I never saw women in like a power figure leadership. leadership. So that also like always had me like questioning myself pretty young. So I don't know, my experience was pretty, was really different. Um, I don't know if it's because well, my mom had me when she was really young. Like, not really young. She had me when she was, like, 20. She gave birth to me. Um, but sex was something that was welcomed. Like, I, I would... I think I told you guys all this already, but she would let me... Like, when we would go to friends' house and like, houses and sex scenes would be on the TV, she would not say anything. She would allow me to watch them, but then if war scenes came on or fighting scenes or just really mean scenes, she would, she would turn it off or fast forward it or pause it. And her friends really never understood. I was always really grateful. <laughs> I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh what's yeah. happening? This is exciting. <laughs> right. um, but then she would say, you know, that sex is natural um, and she shouldn't feel bad about it. You know, war is something I would not like her to become very familiarized with. So, you know. So your mom spoke to you about that's what's interesting. I don't really recall any direct conversations about sex, um, but I but it was never hidden, and it's all around us, really. You know, like Constantly. in you know advertisements, movies, and she just never covered my eyes. Um, I'm sure I would ask questions, but my mom is like a, she's you know, she, again she was a little bit younger. So like when I was like seven or eight and just like exploring these things, she was like 27. So she would you know just talk to me like. Kind of like a like you know really frankly about it. Um, and when I first got my period, she was like sent me this. She wasn't home at the time. She sent me like this gigantic box of all these books about like women's sexuality and like going through stuff That's and stuff. Amazing. No, yeah. She, but it was interesting because I was raised with my grandparents, which was a totally different vibe towards sex. Clearly, <laughs> but the Great Depression era. Yeah, but <laughs> got it. Got yes. it. Yeah. Right. The great repression era. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Great one. But she, um, no, but she made it like a comfortable, natural thing. So I never really felt any, you know, besides like peer stuff. That's yeah. where most of the, the, the trauma and the guilt came from, actually. It was more peer related. Oh, oh yeah. Than family related. Oh, yeah. Like I, I was molested around that time too, around 12, 13. And my girlfriends were like, well, what did you do? No, yep. and, it's wrong. And it wasn't their fault. They were raised to think that it was my fault as well. Like, they weren't bad friends for saying that, but that was their first reaction was like, well, you must have been flirting too much. And I carried that for a long time. Mm -hmm. It was my fault, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Do guys get birds and bees talks? Or do you yeah. just get condoms? Well, I'll be honest. So, and it's funny, I remember, um, I guess it's like a preteen, like 11, 12, 13, um, waiting for that talk because, like, at that age, you hear about it, like, oh, you know, my parents talked to me about the birds and the bees and this and that, and it never happened for me. And when I was 15, I got my first blowjob from a girl. It was, I'll never forget, it was Super Bowl. It was in the bathroom, it was halftime. Oh, You'll never forget! My buddies. You'll never forget, though. Um, I don't remember. Who's playing? Good night. Listen, 
I don't remember who was performing. Don't remember none of that. I don't remember who was performing at halftime, but I enjoyed halftime. Um, but I wonder if she enjoyed halftime. <laughs> funny thing is, um, I remember a few days after, I was on the phone with this girl, and um, back before there were cell phones, and like she called my house. So I was 15. I was born in 85. So it was, I guess, the year 2000. And I remember my father picked up on the other line. And I don't know why he picked up the phone, if he knew I was on the phone or, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. And he heard me talking to this girl and he heard me, my father heard um, us talking about how she gave me head in the bathroom of the Super Bowl during halftime. Um, Didn't say anything to me. So me and my father used to go. So this, I guess it was on a Friday night. Um, Yikes. Me and my father would go out for breakfast every Saturday morning. Oh, good so night. We go to, <laughs> we go to the diner and I, I never forget we're, we're in the diner and he looks at me and he's like, you know, I picked up the phone last night when you were on the phone. So I'm, I'm sorry, what? Right. Um, you're like, I wasn't on the phone. <laughs> so then he looks at me and was like, who are you talking to? I said, I was, I was talking to my friend, why? Um, so he goes, you know, I was gonna hang up, but I heard you talking and, and I listened and he said something, I don't remember exactly, to the effect of, you know, I'm a little disappointed in you. Um, I was a little bit confused because I assumed he'd be like, give me a high five, you know, that's right. my son, something to that effect. And he looked at me and he said, did you use protection? And I said, Dad, no, I just got a blowjob. Oh, no. We didn't have sex. Um, You're like, I'm winning this one. But. <laughs> You're like, wait, let me explain. Right, right, right. He said, <laughs> it was fine. And, and this is what was kind of weird to me, um, you know, kind of uh, looking back on it in hindsight. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I heard. You were like, I didn't learn but that. But he said, did you wear a condom with, and that's when I was a little confused. And I said, Dad, I get it, I'm 15, but people wear condoms when they get blowjobs? So he then explained to me, you have to be safe and this and that. And that's how it kind of precipitated okay. into my conversation of the birds and the bees. But um, God, that was the most embarrassing, most uncomfortable conversation I ever had. And over it made breakfast. me think like when I, yeah, over breakfast, nonetheless, it was ex-Benedict, oh, never, ex-Benedict will never be the same. But <laughs> it's funny because I thought to myself, yo, when I have kids, yeah, if yo. I have a son, I will never talk to my son in that matter, like I'm gonna talk with him when he's younger, but I'm not gonna get mad at him. I'm not gonna make him feel uncomfortable. I'm, I'm gonna almost talk to him as an equal and, and you know, let him know like, hey, it's okay. I'm, so um, kind of rubbed me the wrong way and, and it made me feel uncomfortable. So, and this, I might be different in the sense where I always talked about sex with my mom and not my dad. And I think that's different than the societal norm of most, um, straight men um, yeah yeah that's awesome it made me uncomfortable with my dad so i always talked about sex with my mom i talked about girls i slept with and whatever um so yeah that was why do you think that that that, like played a role in like your sex life like talking with your uh, woman about it versus talking with a male figure i think it made me a little bit more sensitive Mm. yeah um in in some ways with women not to say that i was an angel towards women um you know, a lot of times when I was younger, but um, I think it made me uh, able to understand women a little bit better and what their feelings are and to treat them with care and be a little bit more gentle. Um, 
maybe as opposed to if I was kind of talked at like by my father, you know, being a male figure. So it's hard for me to say because I only know one way, but at the same time, it's, it's, um, that's, that was my normal. Um, I, uh, yeah. And, and funny is a couple months after and, 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 um, I kind of can't hold back from telling the story because I, I just, so go in. I, and I'm just going to blurt it out. I lost my journey a couple months later. I was the first one of my friends and I lost it on camera. Um, we're in it now. I, I, um, crazy story. I was with, um, my good friend at the time who I got my first blowjob in his bathroom and oh, he, yeah, good friend, a good friend. Um, so he, he was friends with it, with a lot of girls. I was shy when I was in high school. I, I was small. I was kind of skinny. I was, I was shy. And, and he would talk to girls almost for me. So, and he was talking to this girl who I grew up with. And it's funny. I probably never spoke two words to her in the years um, from elementary school to high school. And she was like, yeah, I just broke up with my boyfriend who was like 19, we were 15. And she's like, you know, I really want to have sex. I haven't had sex in a while. And he was like, oh, would you want to have sex with my friend Ben? And she was like, all right, I'm game. And this was on the weekend. She was like, yeah, tell him to, uh, to come over on Monday after school. And this was set up like a business meeting. Wow. This was also- not like typical. It wasn't, wow. it, it was um, like looking back and it was super weird. I, I'll never forget it. I had in, in school suspension that day. I don't even remember what I was in trouble for, but I had in school suspension, I'm in 10th grade, and all day I knew I'm about to lose my virginity after school. Wow. So. All the magic. And you were like, like taken away. It was, it was. Uh, That's so interesting. Yeah, Why it was Why do you weird. think we treat sex like, because I remember it being like kind of transactional in the, like when I first became familiarized yeah. with it, like in a personal way. And what is it societally that like makes it like, like all the magic, it's like so strange. It's like a job. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, we have turned 15 now. We have a job to do. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what yeah. is that? Yeah. yeah and I remember I almost like, kind of yeah. felt a sense of responsibility because I was like, Yo, I'm gonna do this because none of my boys have had sex yet. Like, I I'm gonna do this. Them. I'm gonna let them know how it is. These, these two girls who um, will go unmentioned were <laughs> a year older than me. Mm-hmm. I had, they were in, in school suspension with me. It was like in the library oh, in, a, in a room. Okay. And I told them, um, yo, I'm supposed to have sex after school. I'm supposed to. So I don't drive yet. You girls are older. You have your license. I don't have a way to get to her house. So they were like, oh my God, that's so cute. That's so, of course we'll drive you. You're so nice. Oh. These girls drove me after school with my buddy to this girl's house. My buddy then came in the room. He was friends with this girl that I lost my virginity and to. And did she I know wasn't... that he was going to be yes. in the room? Like, it, it was, was their idea. It was their idea. To film it. And so I was weird. like, okay. I was almost afraid to say no. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was their idea. They thought it'd be cool. He asked her and she was like, yeah, whatever. Um, she was obviously more mature sexual than me at that point. And I... I just kind of went with it because I didn't want to say no, and yeah, I because then you like society, like you look, you know, like, yeah, like you're very aware. I thought I'd be cool, right? Well, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Like you think about how people would look at you then. Yep. And, and so even if inside, like you had a feeling that like, yeah. you didn't want to do it. Um, I didn't know what I was feeling, it, it, and it was just like I just went with it. And I was like, okay, whatever. 
most awkward experience of my life. Yeah. It's funny, I wasn't even really attracted to the girl, and I just I did it just because whatever. And um, it was it was awkward, it was uncomfortable, it was, you know, as awkward and uncomfortable as you could think. My buddy's standing there with the camera. Oh, We'd start so having weird. sex. We'd stop. You also don't know what you're doing. I didn't know yet. what I was doing, so she <laughs> helped me oh. out. Yeah. You know, directed me. Yeah. So um, she directed me, and, this and one, that one, not this my buddy is taping it and all this, and I feel so uncomfortable. And um, where's the video now? I it got destroyed. Okay. Um, you I, made sure I, of that. I think. I mean, because I think. Right. But um, obviously, right after that, we're in high school. Next day, everyone knows. Of course. Everyone. No. Knows. Everybody knows. I'm the guy who just lost his virginity to this girl um, on camera. And obviously I didn't think about how this was gonna go. Um, you know, I'll kind of fast forward. My, I walk into biology class, my teacher looks at me and she goes, Ben, really? No. Stop. I said, what? 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 The teacher she's said. like, oh, I just heard. Wow. And she's like, is, is that true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what to say. I, I, and everyone knew within a couple days, I, you know, I was the man. No. And the girl got tormented. Absolutely. Can you imagine being the girl that died from the D? <laughs> that was good. Yeah, everybody knew that the next day too. Yeah. So, a nightmare. School? I didn't know. Thank you. Oh, that's, oh, that's nice. So, that's nice. Right. I'm glad you didn't know. Right. But yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it was uncomfortable and, and being a sophomore, I was an underclassman, so all the um, older guys would come up to me and guys I didn't know who I knew them and, and you know would like dap me up in the oh, hallway weird masculine culture and later in, um, in the week me my buddy and like 20 guys most of them who were older than me went back to uh, my buddy's house and we all watched it together and um, I wow, had such mixed feelings watching it of at first I was like I was nervous I was excited I didn't know what to think and um, it was just like uncomfortable and then all of a sudden I'm watching it and I'm like sitting there with like all these guys in my high school like watching it and it was it was uh it was interesting. Um again I had mixed feelings. I felt a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. They're judging me, they're judging her, mm -hmm. they're judging the whole thing. And that kind of stuck with me throughout high school. Sure. You know, it, obviously yeah. it died down after some time, but um sure. I just felt like I had to share that because I don't think everyone loses their virginity in a situation. No, like I don't that. think everyone does. <laughs> no, no, but I also stop. like that you acknowledge that yeah. it was like a macho thing for you, but you acknowledge that like she had a hard time. Like with she had that a different afterwards. experience than yeah. you had. Yeah. And that you weren't really about it about it. You just were pressured. Which is pressure. Yeah. Just pressure. And like <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I was interested also when we were back there and you were saying that you didn't really have too um, much to deal with in terms of telling your family like that you were hiding anything sexually or whatever. They were totally fine with it. I didn't know that and I feel like that's definitely something that a lot of gay people deal with. Different. Yeah, very <laughs> Mad different. Like Yeah, please share. Yeah, like. I think that most people, even if they, even if their family is really accepting, I think that definitely still, internally people have that you know, hurdle to jump over, which I think a lot of that could be someone's personal identity issues, right? I think that with my family specifically, like my dad, I, I feel like it's pretty obvious, or it, that it was pretty obvious, like with my family, like, and I think in a lot of LGBT people's cases that their family probably already knows, unless they're like very much so in denial. I think my mom had a little bit of a harder time um, acknowledging it and sort of still does a little bit, but I think that, you know, the way that I, 
the way that I am and who I hang out with and the way I identify, it's not like an issue for her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think that my dad and my step family, and my dad is remarried and she's been in, my stepmom's been in my life for almost 12 years. So it's like, she's my mom as well, mm-hmm. you know? So they've been like very accepting with me and stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like that has also been, um, obviously more important yeah yeah, yeah. And like you've been super supported that, yeah definitely but i think that you know for people like my brother when i told my brother that i was gay he was like obviously you're gay you know and you were saying? like oh <laughs> i was great. like oh was it that obvious but i think that a lot of people in general um think that or have a hard time coming around to accept that other people perceive them as gay and they feel really bad when someone else tells them, like, oh, I kind of knew you were gay, you know, because it's, oh, like, that it's secret they've been thing. hiding, like you know? A, isn't that, like, a, yeah. like a somehow a cultural thing? Yeah, well, I think it, it sort of, like, uh, goes along with the same thing, like, as gay being an insult, right? It's, like, mm-hmm. if you're gay, it's a bad thing. So I think that for a lot of people who are closeted as whatever non-heterosexual identity that may be, um, they have a hard time other people telling them that they are perceived as gay yeah. and t- and, and, until they are comfortable with that identity, right? Because... Um, it takes a little time for everyone, right? But and have a support system. Right, right, right. I'm sure. Was sex difficult for you being a, a gay man when you first started to um, explore yourself sexually? I think it's like definitely a really weird experience today with technology, like specifically like for young kids. Interesting. When I was a young kid, when I was, I think, I, I, I initially had, you know, a lot of sexual encounters with women, you know, and because I felt that social pressure, like I would hook up mm-hmm. with women, have sex, have mm-hmm. sex with girls, mm-hmm. you know, not vaginal sex, but other forms of sex, you know, um, digital it. sex, oral sex, got it, got all, it. all that good yeah. stuff. Um, but, you know, was never really interested in that, but did it because, you know, was pressured to do it by myself, my, my family, my, you know, just like what the idea of what I thought would be acceptable and, um, uh, what I should do, but when I started being acknowledging that I was interested in men, the first thing I I had heard about through, you know, just reading things online and stuff because you know we all start watching porn or whatever, you know sure. how, how we're socialized yeah. sexually. Porn? Undressed, um, yeah, or the show undressed. I was making it, and I think that a, a lot a lot of gay youth get into this, it, like just downloading apps, you know, like Grindr or whatever it is, and like meeting up with strangers, and I was 15 at this time, and it was, it's kind of crazy to think about right now, but the first time I had sex was when I drove to this guy's hotel, this guy who was probably like 35, just drove to his hotel. Wait, he was 35? 35, yeah, I was like, sure, I mean, why not, and like, all this time Were I had been like, I was totally nervous, I was, it was crazy, um, and the entire, you know, I had been chatting with people on Grindr for like, a good amount of time, you know, messaging people, sending them pictures of myself, you know, like who knows what pictures are out there, you know? Anyways, but me at fucking 15, you know, what am I doing? So I drive to this guy's hotel um, and I get into his apartment and it was really weird. He was like waiting on the balcony for me and you know, I was so young and I said like, you look lovely this evening. Cause I didn't know what to say, you know? But this guy's like 30, I look back, I'm like, why would I say that? This guy was ugly. I would never have sex with this guy. He's disgusting. Um, Anyways, get up there, it happens. I'm like, what the fuck? And you know, at 15, I, I come from a very Catholic family, you know, and although I think that like they could be accepting in a lot of ways, like I never really learned about like HIV and things like that. Sure. Had unprotected sex first time yeah. I had sex with this guy, yeah. random 35 year old, like who, yeah. who knows what the fuck. Oh my, you're so you know? lucky that like, Right, right. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, that wasn't the last time that that happened. But you know, yeah. we learned that lesson as we go along. But I think, <laughs> I think what um, 
I'm sort of forgetting what the prompt was here to sort of tie it back <laughs> in. It doesn't like, matter. Right. We're, we're like, talking. It's cool. I think it's important to note that like you had to seek it in such an unconventional way That's than okay. us because it's like less yeah. right. and open I think that, and less accepted. Like, you know, you and I think might that there's not have a lot had of, more gay youth at your school. Right. And, and and that. I think that generally in high school too, like maybe people have like clandestine experiences, right? Or, you know, they have may have a homosexual experience and that just happens between friends like that has definitely happened right. with me and other yeah. friends yeah. um so i'm sure that you know that's definitely an outlet or a, a way for gay people to have sex or hook up or whatever but i think that in general because that is so uh clandestine and so Hidden. not talked about right it's like no one's gonna come out and say right let's hook up right it's like oh, we're doubting until until, until your dick is in my mouth you know what i'm saying that, like, <laughs> do you think times have changed at all like i think def i i well like i grew for, up in like new york young, city yeah. i think it depends where you are I, right i went to high school in shelton connecticut it's very suburban so i think in rural and suburban america it's very much so different yeah right yeah you know, like New York City, I think all my friends, I went to a summer camp my whole life, how I, where I met Vicky, all my friends were always from the city. And, um, you know, I, much more progressive, you know, I feel like they had friends that identified as gay, whereas like, I, I sort of was shocked when people would even mention gay, because it was like, oh my God, no, wait, what? Right. You know, because it was like, right. in my high school, yeah. it was like gay was that one kid who was on the cheerleading squad and then all these other closeted kids, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, it wasn't something that people like celebrated or identified with, but I, in in urban America, I feel like that's very different. I have a question for you because I feel like this could be a stereotype, but I'm not 100% sure. That's okay, so like, go for it. Okay. Um, I have several gay, male, like gay friends and they have similar stories of their first experience being when they're super young and this guy is like way older than them. Yeah. Is that, that's mad typical? Uh, or? I mean, I think it could be typical, definitely. Like for me, the first person I had sex with was way above my age, you know, and I think that's because, you know, maybe I was a little bit stupid, wasn't educated on sex at all, right? But and just you was had like, to search outside. right? You just search outside, outside of like your right. other eyes. Right. Yeah. Well, my sexual socialization happened via internet and via Grinder and via, you know what I'm saying? Which is like good and bad, right? Until individuals may develop sort of their sexual identity or any sort of, um, I guess different ideas than the typical dominant heterosexist yeah. culture, right? That that they then be able to take those steps to experience non-heterosexual things, right? Or yeah. So it, it's also internal and external, right? It's like how much inside of you is want, pushing you to do that and how much is keeping you away from that. And it's yeah. like right. one one supersedes the other. Is when that occurs. You okay it just, Yeah, just, I'm just thinking. You're like because getting I'm, ahead. Yeah, I, you're making me think because okay. um, like my identity Ugh. my sexual identity has been in flux as we can imagine but because my voice is deep and I'm tall and I'm naturally muscular people have always perceived me as a lesbian always right mm -hmm. and that's a thing that over time I just was I inevitably took as part of my identity I was like all right well I could be whatever you want me to be yeah. I could be more of a chameleon it's fine and so out of that uh preconceived notion from other people onto me, which I don't even know if I liked girls actually, but I just went down that pathway because that was what people expected of me. And so it also helped that I was destroyed by a weapon of mass destruction that is on men. So may as well go down. Maybe the universe is telling me I must also. And 
like until a slip of the lip with my mom when I was 21 and she was talking about that time and I was talking about that time and I thought she for sure knew that I had come up with, oh my God, what a freak accident, I broke, isn't that funny? And she really truly still thought that. She did not think that from loss of virginity that that happened. She's like, you need to have been in therapy since 10 years ago. And I was like, oh, for real? You think that this is a problem? She was like, I can't even begin to list the reasons. No, no, well, I wanna, well, I wanna, I'm interested in how everybody else figured that out. Cause the, my late ass blooming ass, late ass blooming ass. Oh my God! The yeah, first go time I jerked it. off this kid in my sixth grade class. Jerked, okay. Listen, I'll, this kid in my sixth grade class head. said, "Look under the table." Wait, so I looked under what? the table in sixth grade, <sighs> in Middle off. Village, PS one thirteen. No, IS one nineteen. He said, "Look under the table," and I said, "Okay." Looked under this table. This kid has hands in his pants and is jerking off in first period math class. I said, "What are you doing?" I said, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Go home every day and do it for a month, and your dick will stay hard forever." That's what he said. So the first thing I did, I said, I'm going home. Right. I'm doing this. Right. I want my dick to be hard like this kid's dick. Oh like, my I don't God, know. No. Also, I kind of liked him. He was kind of cute. Right. Right? I was like, like okay, oh, it's God. weird it's that like I'm kind of looking at what? Anyways. Uh, and then so you went home for a month. Oh I was super disappointed when my dick didn't stay hard. I was like, it's month two, dude. Like, why is my dick still flat? Like, what the fuck? That is something. That's like when you're a kid, you hear something. I know. From your like, wild as fuck. Like, was math your favorite like, subject after that? Like, oh. no. Like, not even. Like, I really like this kid. Like, what's the problem? That was your first masturbation, though. Was for, like, yeah, I think that was. Yeah, yeah. So you were in sixth grade. So funny. Yeah, sixth grade. Is that? I'm like, like 10, 11, for 10, guys. Yeah, I don't know. Like What's 12. normal? Sean. I don't know. I want to say I had to be maybe like middle school. So What's yeah. middle school age? Yeah. Like yeah. 12, 13. Yeah, but like also, but that's the whole thing too. Like talking about like, I don't even remember my first time masturbating because yeah. like I'm an only child. So I remember this mm. as being like a lot of alone time and like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I remember masturbating. Like I have no idea when like the first time was. It's kind of like a you know gradual I mean? thing. Okay, too. but did you because yeah. people told you? Did you because you figured it out? No, I think it's one of those like, things. It's like, oh, what's this? And like you're just like hands in your yeah. pants all the time. You know, also, what I mean? like, that starts when boys are like. Well, yeah, 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 boys start to get hard on. So we're not like naturally. We, I don't think don't for it. me, I was never naturally like, oh, what's happening down mm -hmm. there. But I know some girls who at like five were like exploring down there. I never had that. Drive. I yeah, remember sitting, not sitting, but like standing over a banister. And I was like five, and I, I like felt bad, and I was like, side. oh, and I kept going. And my oh my god, you're like missing. And I was like, oh. and I was like, I don't know. It feels good. <laughs> Okay. This is okay. <laughs> and she was like, you need to come inside right now. I'm just gonna be in um, timeout. No, oh, she did. I was like, that's not okay. Fine. That's not good. Definitely not timeout worthy. That's Definitely so not timeout worthy. It was like it's almost like public school. Public school. Like, but that's how it happens for girls. I feel like you feel like something's going on. But girls really young. Yes, girls are touching themselves really young, but then they're told so violently by their parents that it's not okay. And so I think that that's like because. I don't remember that personally, mm. but I have a lot of girlfriends who are like, yeah, I remember getting yelled at when I was like three for like exploring down there. Huh. Yeah. I don't know if I would say that. I, I remember, remember that. thinking that like, unlike sex, like masturbation isn't talked about. Like my no. mom was drawing me diagrams when I was five of like ovaries and things. Letting No, this is, yeah, cause oh, this is just how she is. Yeah, and so I knew about sex like 
in kindergarten and how things went down. But when it came to masturbation, like nobody tells you about that. Like I feel like you have to just figure that out. Right. Yeah. Well, and I That's felt true. like. Masturbation Except for was a friend's mom. We had a friend's mom whose name will not be named. I know which friend. Who made it very, who told us we should all be masturbating. What if, wow. You know who that friend is. Wow. Give me yeah. a minute. I got we, were like, we were in high school at the time. And, and she was like, she was like, yeah, guy, you know, you girls should all be masturbating. And everyone was like. Uh, I know who it is. She's yiny. Everyone was like, oh my God, we were allowed to talk yeah. about this yes. right now? I got in trouble when I was Amazing. six or seven for a sexual act. I didn't know it was sexual because I was six or seven. I thought a girl was cute, my after school program. And I remember we were like standing in the hallway and I, I it sounds funny saying it now, I like humped her. You humped her? Oh my God. And you dog you. She <laughs> ran away. I, it, was, it was like a, just real quick, like two humps. And um. <laughs> you just had to I, 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 I just got yeah, it. You didn't even I, know I, what it meant. You just were like, my hips want to do this right now. Yeah, no, 100%. I, and I thought she was cute. I remember I was, I was six or seven. She ran away, so told the teacher. I got suspended for two days. I didn't know what I did wrong. Right, that's the thing. That's um, the worst part about like Because I was kind of just like reacting to like, I thought she was cute and yeah. I don't know, that's what I did, I humped her. Right. But it was funny because yeah, I primal. still didn't know, like, yeah. I don't, like, why am I being suspended? Like, what did I do wrong? Why is that wrong? Like, and then I nobody probably even talked to There was no actual it. physical yeah. contact, mm. even though it's, Well, that's what, like, I feel like but, we need to change this, the sex story with kids because I like, as much as we want to protect children, they still have hormones yes. and they're so raging. Mm-hmm. We like, need to be talking about it and not hiding it. the fact that they're still going to be fucking doing it. Also, right. like, stop, stop with the whole, yeah. like, Absolutely. they're not going to, like, they're going to. Let's talk about it and make sure that they know that they're normal and what's happening is normal. It shouldn't well, yeah. be hush-hush because yeah. it's not helping, it's debilitating. It's debilitating. Right. For me, it's like, why, why are we, like, saying shh to biology? Mm-hmm. It's, like, so weird. Right. It's, like, your natural instinct. Like, yep. look the fuck back to when the Vikings or whatever era you want to look at. I mean, People it, are fucking. Yes, they're but doing it, it is interesting because I think that right now we're, like, in a time period where we're, we're evolving, but... But in, to a certain extent, we're also trying to like to hold things back because I don't I, like I don't want to be in Viking time. You know what I mean? Like women were not no. like, right. yeah, like we could have sex with anybody, but also anybody could have sex with us. Right. But but they were more sexually free. So I think it's mm. like about kind of like balancing that like freedom with like with respect. Without right, taking the, the good, time. but also learning from what we know. And I think like we're in that period. That. It's just yeah. like a little bit uncomfortable to like kind of push us through yeah. it right now. Well, yeah. I'd love to hear, too. like, Yeah, because, like, even for me, when you were talking about, like, you know, your mom is a person who talked to you about sex, yeah. like, it was the same thing for me growing up. Like, my dad wasn't oh. really around, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. that, like, we were born in 90. So, mm-hmm. like, that 90s age bracket is, like, the last of, like, I won't say the last, but it's, like, that end of, like, the crack era where, like, black kids didn't really have their dads around. Yeah. I feel like after we were born, like, you kind of started seeing more black fathers around, yeah. in a sense. So, like, a lot of stuff that I talk about with my mom was, like, I don't remember me ever coming up to my mom and being like, hey, like, this is going on. Can we talk about this? Like, I remember her being just like, hey, you know, if you ever have sex, you know, you want to make sure you're clean and you want to make sure you wear protection, you know, like, pretty much just like how to cater to her, in a sense. Um, So even for me, like, a lot of things that I learned, like, even when it came to masturbation, like, I I don't ever remember, like, learning that it was masturbation until, like, one day I was just doing the same thing. It was like, oh, shit, that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it wasn't yeah. even like a, yeah. like I yeah, it wasn't even like I, I didn't even know I was doing that. I didn't know that was supposed to happen. It was just like, oh, all right, that happens, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think like now we're getting to an age now where it's like, conversation like these are super important because you have kids that grew up like me that like I got lucky. My mom talked to me about it a lot, so like 
as much as I want to say I understood stuff, I'm still learning that things every day. But like, I definitely knew a lot more than a lot of people that I grew up with. Yeah. Um, and not so much as like experience, but just like how to handle certain things. And like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, in high school, like I was low key getting it in, but like I, I wasn't the type of person like, yeah, I'm gonna talk to everybody about this. Just right because now. like, I was taught right. that like, yo, that, that can harm somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially for the opposite sex and just how Where gender norms work. Where did you learn that? You learned that from your mom? Yeah, that was like on well, my mom. And like, I think a lot of that too is just like, when you get it from an early age, you kind of have that, uh, that I'm not tolerance but like kind of that good guy thing already jabbed into you yeah. so like because it wasn't the norm like no that y'all wasn't remember, the norm yeah do y'all remember the, the whole list oh yeah of course yeah I like, boy I like tell people about it like when I travel like in other countries when, I don't like, think everybody here knows it though when like well yeah I'm gonna get to it but like when I like talk to other people in other countries about like sex and I learn how different we treat it than they treat it I bring up this whole list which is like pretty crazy but like in our county there was a list of girls that like everybody in the county would like share. I, like I don't even remember. Like I was, I'm from an, a town. People in other towns would sh- like boys had like this union mm-hmm. where they would give lists yep, of yep. girls that yep. they've all had sex with, and like if they overlapped in certain like names, they'd make this long list of girls' names and like email it, and people would like post it oh around. Yeah. And it was like and we were and, like, ordering towns, oh and like I knew girls on the list. Yeah. And it's just like horrifying. It's horrifying. Well, because then you're called a hoe to like which everybody. is a crazy, which is an interesting term because it's in our music. It's, right. We've been called it like you know women, people that we know, like men in the street yell it at you. It's just a crazy term. And what constitutes a hoe? How many bodies I have? It's and what's crazy. an acceptable mm-hmm. number of bodies? It's crazy. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest crap I had to get and over. And intention. Like, the I don't even know if game. I'm still over it. Mm-hmm. I love when I'm. Mm. Let me retest that sentence. Let me rewind. Maybe not love, but I'm more uh, intrigued when I can repeat someone on my roster than add a new body because I'm still like, once I hit a number, it's too many. Oh my god, it's like instinctual. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's instinctual. Until you get to like other countries. Like when I was living in Italy, I like I learned like that people's like I I won't forget like I was out one time at like a like a like a piazza and like I was dating a guy. And everybody found out that I was dating him. And they're like, oh my God. And I'll never forget the looks on their faces. They were like, you're dating this dude? Me, like I've had sex with him. And all the girls around me had had sex with him. And they were all so excited to have shared that experience. Like they were hugging and they were like, Meanwhile, yeah. Over here. And I'm like, like wow. super intrigued by the fact that they're so happy. And I'm like, <laughs> but I'm also like where I come from, I'd be really mad. Right. So I'm kind of like. You. So I'm kind of like, I was like torn and I ended up just like giving in to the awesomeness of free love. But I was like, what is happening? Like y'all are mad. And they were like, no, why would we be mad? Like norms. We're all, right? We all had lovely experiences with this man. I don't know, man. This is a weird game. Cause like the first, like you've done lists as a man. Like I feel like, you know what I mean? Like like you do. Like honestly, like it wasn't something that I ever thought about until I had to be maybe like, what am I, 28? I maybe I was like 26, 25. So like when we're making lists and like this is the first time I ever like really blew my mind and like, all right, this is how dudes really get down. Like we're all talking up stuff and like we're going around. Wait, so like, all the guys get together to make their list. But this is not like something that like for yeah. me, this wasn't like, oh, I've so done this before. Oh, it's Saturday. It's 4 p.m. Yo, I'm not lie. We were at my, get out your pens and papers. Yo, we were at my store and I forgot what it was, but like 
one of the dudes that were at the shop was just talking about like, yeah, you know, you get bodies and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, he just started talking about bodies. He's like, bro, how many bodies you got in your list? That's what he said. He's like, how many bodies you got in your list? That's all. That's that's how the conversation started. How many bodies you got in your list? You've never heard that? I've never heard that. That's over here. Oh, yeah. That's over here. Even as a guy, even if you're like, you know, not keeping track, you're keeping track. Of course. You know, like, as a guy, I never did. I know my boys and about how many they, you know, girls they slept with bodies. It's it's almost like a thing with um, oh, because I was about to say like for me. Like, it, it shot me because I'm over here thinking, I'm like, all right, first of all, I'm making a list. Let me really go through. I'm like, double checking, triple checking, like, all right, it's this kind of counts. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, so high school, I, college. I just, yeah, like, so like, you got more age, bodies, like, you the man. Yeah, so at this age, I'm like 24. I'm like, all right, I got like 22, which yep. at the top of me is like, oh, man, that's kind of like a lot. Oh, you want to get more than your yeah. age? Yo, the dude was like, that's it? Yeah, because it probably didn't meet some right. kind of yeah, kind of number. And I think it also depends on where you grew up, because you guys were saying that your girlfriends were pressuring you, but like, I was at a bachelorette party last weekend. Everyone's about my age, 26, 27. And two of the girls, we're in long-term relationships, virgins waiting for marriage. Yeah, that is that normal is mind blowing to me. Oh, that scares but me. but it's it's kind of yeah. normal where I'm from. <laughs> it's normal where I'm from. But like, we were doing the numbers and we were playing Piccolo, like a funny phone oh, game where everyone drinks and plays games. And um, we were like going through the numbers and like, I felt the judgment immediately when I shared mine. And I had gotten over that a long time ago, and I was immediately back. Right, because what's story. our number? What's an acceptable number for us? Twenty-two. And you had no, to go higher yeah, than that? People are telling you that's not enough. <laughs> what's what's my acceptable number? The they were like, I would never go above 10. I'm sitting here at 12 knowing it's about to come to me. And I'm like, but that's not even, that's not even, a lo- you know what I mean? That's not even a but lot. Also, like, where, do we get these where do we get these things? ideas well, that a number say. matters? Because yeah, like, yeah. me as a guy, like, and this is me thinking real, very realistically, like, regardless if I'm a guy or a girl, like, how do you know what you like? You know what I mean? Like, how do you know Unless what you're about? Yeah, you know, and not to say that you have to go around here like, Hoeing and just like sleeping with everybody that you get a chance to. But and also, like, there's no negative connotation with heterosexual men about having a high number. Yeah. Um, um, right. Not no, every guy. No, like, but even if it gets know. too high, like I met a guy once who like had sex with over 200 people. That's, yeah. That's. And then so you're like, high. is that? And I was like, what was it? Walt Brazier? <laughs> Walt Chamberlain? Like, yes. 10,000. Yeah. Like, like, the highest, 10, like, that's the most iconic yeah. thing known for the Knicks yeah. is like, yep. he, he says that. I'm like, yo, no, I'm no sorry, that's many. No badly about it. But why yeah. do people no, even talk about these things? But I'm, I'm curious about like the, the gay experience with the numbers thing. Because yeah. like, you're a little more open, typically. Right. Sort of going off of what you just said, Ben, I think that for straight men and straight women, it's exactly the opposite, right? It's like you see, and that goes for a lot of like weird, things that people are insecure about, like not just your number, like straight women are very insecure about having the right number, whereas straight men want to have that. Like looking in the mirror too, I feel like all my girlfriends, even if they're like normal weight, but girls who are a little bit heavier weight are always talking about how much weight they want to lose. And all my guy friends, it's the exact opposite, how much weight they want to gain. So I feel like it's really weird. There's like this like exact opposite effect. I feel Mm -hmm. like for me and like all my gay friends, like we just sort of like don't want to like reinforce a negative stereotype that may exist in the gay community mm-hmm. but we've just had sex with so many people mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's like I don't I don't even know how many I don't even know I forgot about that story about that 35 year old I forgot about that but what's like the average number as a gay guy what would be a shocking number that somebody would tell you to be like alright this guy's wild like this is the thing I don't even talk about numbers I've never even talked about that so like do you except when I was like talking about girls that I would hook up with yeah. when I was straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. You remember those experiences because they yeah. were unnatural. Yeah. Like, right. I, I was a frat boy. I was in a fraternity. Um, I was a huge playboy when I was in college because I was a little bit shy in high school. Um, 
even though Shy the story. Right? right, wild. I go to college. You were out here. I hit, I go to college. I got puberty. Um, like I hit puberty. I go to college. I I started to get a lot of attention from girls when I got to college, and then I was in a fraternity. And it's funny. I thought of something. So when pledging a fraternity, one thing that we had to do is you have to get a signature from every single brother that's in the fraternity. A signature could be anything. He wants you to. Steal a garbage can, you oh. get a signature, you'll get in. So you have to do whatever he says? Yes. Oh. So, and it's not, not, that, that was our yeah. fraternity. Um, just, just, so, I, there was one brother who's already in the fraternity who girls liked him, and he was like, I slept with X amount of girls when I pledged. The only way you're getting in is if you sleep with more girls than this number, and you pledged in that semester. And I did it because, you know, that so was like, what societal norms. how many girls' feelings, and not to like, Mm-hmm. I don't like me. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't force myself upon girls, but no, I, was, I no, I believe that. I believe that it's mm-hmm. more just like you no know, being a woman, and like, you know, being in like a dating scene where it's like, okay, like I want to have sex with him. Like, do I do it? Like, is he gonna? Is he gonna think that night of It's on the first night. Is he not gonna call me back? Do I have so a like, chance? And like you, and like sometimes you know, men and women in those situations speak different languages. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I wonder how many. I'm just curious about like how many girls thought that maybe you were gonna call them back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's and just like, it's just yeah. really interesting. And I, I went to a college where, I went to a really big school, I went to University of Buffalo. There's like a oh, yeah. two to one guy to girl ratio, and I'm in a fraternity, and I was getting all this attention, so it wasn't even like, I didn't really think about it. It was just, if the opportunity presented itself, which was all the time, I just did it. Um, because, yeah. it, and, and it made me feel good, and, and it, I was getting attention. And at the time, it was positive attention. It made me feel good. It's yeah. an 18-year-old guy, whether you're a guy or a girl, I think you're learning to become who, um, you know, who you are and, and um, trying to embrace your individuality. And I started to be, you know, I'm a playboy. That's who I am. That's my identity. I'm this dick asshole who girls like, who guys want to be like. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. did all that. And, it's like a persona and type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fed into it. And yeah. it made me feel good. Like, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like, I was, you know, the man. I remember... Yeah. Year later, I was in a fraternity, and all these freshmen came in. We're trying to get them the pledge, and one of them took me aside. And he was like, "My pledge name was Styles," and he was like, "Yo, Styles, you the man, bro. I want to be just like you." My and it made me feel weird because it right. didn't make me feel good at first, because I felt kind of empty inside, and it was all I cared about is how people perceived me on the outside yeah. as this guy who like it's just all crazy. girls. Like want. that's a so thing that was, like you have to like live up to. And then and then I felt like, like I had to live up to it. So. Um, you know, it, it was a weird thing. So even though when I was younger, I was more kind of sensitive to girls' feelings. When I was in college, it was almost like, I'm going to do me. And if they want to have sex with me, then how am I hurting them if, if they want it? You know, so. Um, yeah. Because it's it not just sex, like, especially at that age. Like, what you just said, like, that resonated with me. Because even when girls think that, and you ladies can correct me if I'm wrong. Even when we think that we're just, like casually having sex there's always some weird different like mental attachment mm-hmm. that i don't yeah. know if men mm-hmm. necessarily have yeah. i think it's really we different what's, yeah what's like is know? he gonna it's call so me right does he like me Did is this I do the it right choice soon? oh my god should i get on top like now because yeah. it's too soon because i say we don't only because like i remember being in school and like remembering like as i call it my glow up in a sense but like Yes. I remember, I, like, I remember it being actual conversations of like, all right, like this is kind of what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, not looking for anything more, anything less. Yeah. Like, you know. I think but it's you know, it's, it's different you know, for men and women, like generally. Well, yeah, because well, that's the thing. Like, we had this conversation, and then we both agree, but then like later on, like 
she I realized really like, agree. yeah, you know what I mean? She, she got an agreement. That's, that's yeah, like, you know? So she now we're at this enthusiastic <laughs> consent time. Well, I was gonna say mm. too, like, so I'm in an open relationship with my boyfriend, like we're, mm. we're poly, so he he's dating other people and I'm always trying to remind him, I'm like, what is she, how, how is she feeling yeah, about this? Yeah, yeah, what yeah, expectations yeah. is she having? Because he's the nicest guy in the world, but he gets sidetracked and he's like, oh, I think she's in this more than I am. I'm like, okay, you need to make sure that she understands. Mm -hmm. And like, he's always having to come back and be like, oh, right. Oh, right. And like, he'll have a conversation with me like, I'm so glad you said something because yeah. this girl was getting feelings. Yeah. And, and like, mm. and it's, it's hard. Like, girls get caught in more I than I have these guy friends and sometimes I have to remind them like, if you can imagine, like if you notice that she's having feelings for you, like it's your responsibility now to stop it if you mm -hmm. don't want to say go. something. Like if you don't want to go that far. Yeah. But it's yeah. also a woman's responsibility to speak up. And I yeah. admit that. Yes, fully. but that's yeah. not something that we're taught. I mean, to get yeah. a yeah. voice. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. men aren't taught to not have sex when when they can. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. True. Yeah. 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 So hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. If you're a man, you turn out to a girl wants to have sex with you. even as yeah, a man. If you're not, not that into them, no. and I say it's like no, a, it's a weird. Oh, conundrum. a girl, girls will be like, "What's wrong with you?" Like, and forgive me, a girl. A girl would be like, "Were you gay? Like, you don't want to have sex with me and stuff like mm -hmm. that." And it's yeah. like, right. as a man, you yeah. feel like because they're feeling oh, defensive. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. Because we think that, it's yeah. awful. We think we're being rejected. But that makes as a man, it makes us feel weird. What's the guilt associated with that? Because we're not talking. We're not having open communication. We're not having open communication. Just in the coffin. <laughs> yeah, there's so much guilt associated with yep. that. Yeah, but wait, I'm really curious to know, like, if you like, like from your observations, feel like the relationship um, with sex in like the heterosexual community is different than like your experience with the relationship with sex. Like, do you feel like like, like there's as much like, like like there's as much like power play or every like every single thing you guys said, I, I, I felt like I didn't identify with what you said. Wow. Yeah, really? Really? Oh, it's like so really different. Nice. Yeah. But I think that not. I feel like also the way that we think about like gender and sexual orientation yeah. is like there's some mm. gay men who are gay but also are feminine. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? They may not identify as a woman, but they're just like more feminine. I would mm -hmm. say like I think I'm very both. Like I love my love my feminine side and I love my masculine side. I think yeah. that regardless of your sexual orientation, right, most people mm. fall like somewhere in the middle. Right, yeah, like yeah. all the these socially spectrum. constructed yeah. ideas yeah, yeah, of yeah, masculinity. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We right. fall somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Right. Um so I think that gender the way that we perceive our own gender definitely contributes or has an effect on how we sort of are played when when we are rejected or played along or whatever you're saying. So like the conversation we're having is like what, like to hurt someone's feelings, right? Like I mm -hmm. feel like I've definitely had my feelings hurt by people who have strung me along or, you know, have hooked up with me and then like, Ghosted. you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you know, I'm masculine and I'm feminine and I'm, you know what I'm saying? And I have, Friends, so I don't. I don't know if it necessarily has to do with gender, because you guys are talking about mm -hmm. how it's different for women mm -hmm. and men. Um, but I have gay friends who like. Mm -hmm. they, my friend Kevin, for example, he can have sex with people, and there's no issue. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But then he started to really like this one guy, and then he did get upset. So I feel like it's situational, and like, sure. you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that could also happen for guys and girls yeah, too. Yeah. But yeah. I think that. What about like the power just dynamic? Needs to be a like, do people ask you like okay. numbers? Yeah. Like, is that like a like a thing? That's not a thing. No, you that's don't not, do a that. thing not a all. thing at all. That's not crazy. At all. Because I think that we have a really high number. Massive more sex is had. <laughs> I, what? Because more sex yeah, is think, had. Right. I think yeah. that generally, like, so is it more that's, accepted that stereotype is like. Whoa. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like in the gay community, it's like. It's like, like it's you're like not going to pass a judgment X. on a guy because so he like, slept with X amount and this one slept with X amount. Like, you're not going to pass not judgment. At all. No judgment. No yeah. judgment at all. Yeah. Well, this is what I was going to ask, too. Like, with that being the case, do you feel like that stems from 
and chime in on this if you feel differently or if you feel the same. Yeah. Like, as a guy, do you sometimes feel like sex is more of a maintenance thing than it is like, uh, uh, like uh, uh, pleasure at times? Yeah, like more of yeah. like a thing, a show of gratitude or like a, at times. Like, I think like a job? getting older, not like, even a job, just like like it's just like a maintenance let's maintain thing. This like, relationship, this is like, how this is how you not even maintain relationship. But like guys work up with boners, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there's a bunch oh, of guys who just like you gotta do it. Yeah, like you just be the first thing in the morning, you know what okay, I mean? Okay, kind okay. of thing. So like, I think that, do you oh, think, interesting. Yeah, yeah so I like, think that's you feel like there's like that. you find more sex in in gay relationships or just like the the, the gay community because it's. Or do you feel like it's looked at more of a maintenance thing than it is like an actual like interaction between two people? That's interesting. That is interesting. interesting. I, I don't like when you say. Just explain one more time what you mean by this maintenance. Thing. So maintenance, like, like, like it's a I, daily. I just like, it's like, a daily like, like you have yeah, to like, what, come. Like how many days? <laughs> like you have to do it. Do you masturbate every day? Like no, because I live with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why I don't masturbate. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. I respect you, mom. But let's say you could, right? If she wasn't there, would you feel like, like, do you wake up normally and just like, oh, our heart on like? Like me, no. But my boyfriend, who I've been with for almost three years, yes, he's like very much so like that. Scorpios. So I think that a lot of men are like that. Like I feel like I go through phases, right? Like sometimes I do feel like that, and sometimes I don't. Like I don't know if like everyone feels like that. But talking about like the the masculine thing too. Like I was married to a guy who was born with Kleinfelter syndrome, which I don't know if you know what that means. He's born no. two X's and a Y, mm. which means he is male, but has a harder time producing testosterone and produces more estrogen, but he's got all the parts of a male. Mm-hmm. And he was raised in a very macho Republican society. So he felt like he always wasn't good enough. Um, and then like he needed testosterone to just be at normal level, but because he like was caught up in the identity of of like not having enough testosterone, he would like go mm. off his meds to prove that he was a man without it. Oh. But then he would dive down into these deep depressions because he had too much estrogen flowing. And then we wouldn't be connecting sexually, obviously, you know. And then I would get frustrated with him the whole marriage because I thought he was rejecting me when it was really just like him internal. having his own internal yep. mm-hmm. depression nightmare. And it like, you know, obviously I'm divorced now, but like. The whole problem was around his man ego, and my need for sex, and his inability to give it, and his his he was so caught up in the whole testosterone mm-hmm. problem, and that was tough. And which so is I, a norm. Which is a norm, and that that's my ma- thing. Like Kleinfelter syndrome, it's not like super rare. It's like pretty common, and oh. people aren't talking about no. it. No, I'll be honest, like, I've never heard never of heard it. Of it. Yeah. Never yeah. heard of it. But it's not I've like it. completely uncommon. And like right. for him, he was like super afraid to ever talk about it because he thought people would assume that he was transgender, and right. that's totally not the same thing at all. Like he was still very much a man, but was producing more estrogen and was you know, and I and I present myself as a little bit more, like I'm a more strong female. I'm a little bit more on the testosterone side for a female spectrum. So like that was a struggle, and that's hmm. ultimately what like tore our relationship apart. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel mad. Damn. Which is sad. And, and, and like, oh God, as we know, speaking yeah. about sex I'm like, norms, I will throw you around. Okay. Speaking about sex norms, too, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll try. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will fail, but I will and the other, fight you, but I'll try. I will fight you. The other issue, no, you're fine. The other issue, too, is just about, like, the way we're taught about the way our bodies work, which is so wrong. When mm-hmm. we're reading Cosmo, we're mm-hmm. reading all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, and things like, 
my body had gone through a lot of sexual trauma before I was married, not with him, with another partner. And my body was not responsive to things very well. Mm -hmm. And so like often we'd need lubrication. And for a male who's already got his ego battered, oh, wow. he needed lubrication with me. He felt like he wasn't doing a good enough job. And so he would constantly, he was hating on himself, but he'd throw it on me. Like, why can't you well, ever get wet? Why can't you to, perform? Like, work and it's, yeah. yeah. But I, I felt the whole time we were married that I had something wrong with me. Of course. Because I wasn't getting yep. wet enough for him, or he wasn't yep. wanting to engage in sex yep. with me. And, and it was just a, a spiral wow. of both egos getting torn apart because mm -hmm. we weren't yeah. talking about it. And that's more yeah. exactly. That's the, the, the communication is yeah. key, yeah. Yeah. So especially important. in a scenario like that because yeah. you know everyone also why has friendship their own is important. stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah talking about these things with as friends. No, but as friends, like you and my partner. Because if like even if you're talking about these things like from like a partner perspective. It, it's still a little bit different than like if you're talking about these things from like a friend A friend who can see a different view. You know, because like as partners, it's like, okay, like you still provide this for me and I provide this from you. But then like as friends, it's like, wait, so what are you going through? I don't know. It's like, you know, it's like a, and a separate, like yeah. an opposite sex mm -hmm. friend as well. Like when I can talk to a guy friend who understands that his ego was being bruised because of his testosterone, I would have never came to that conclusion on my own. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't, you know. And as a you know, guys, societal norms are, um, you know, oh, you can't please your woman, oh, there's something wrong with you, you know, everything is in, as I'm sure you've heard, you know, the dick measuring contest, mm -hmm. it, it, the whole testosterone, the whole masculine thing. Um, guys do it with each other when they're talking about anything. And and sometimes being like thick-headed, you know, will make jokes like, oh, it's a dick measuring contest so because it's... Mm. Like when, you, when you live in a place of separation, there's always going to be comparison. And comparison is like, oh, I've read this way. It's like comparison is like one of the easiest ways to like lose happiness. Like when you're constantly comparing, you're never going to get to a place of security with yourself. Right. And that's what we live in, in this society. It's a constant comparing, separating. How can we be better, worse than like? I think it's all wait, growing up. It's all higher. Take that away. So. Yeah. Like, you know, don't it's, you it's feel a lot like, of hierarchy. Don't you feel like like how we were raised? Like my experience with like like sport guy like jocks. What do we call them? Jocks. Oh, athletics. athletics. Uh -oh. Okay, we can talk is about like, this. No, oh is that like they like Pouring my my experience. My experience in like high school was that like yeah like Cheers. in the locker room they would like know each other's dick <laughs> sizes and like stuff like that. But then they were also the first ones to like. Um, no separate homo. from the from no the game, from yes. the young. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Make it very oh, no homo, clear. and then also mm -hmm. like treat people that were gay badly. And I, I was just, just gonna say they were the first, first ones to call me gay, and but like, they were doing gay ass shows. Yeah, like, which, is like, <laughs> hold on. which is an interesting thing. It's like where right. does that like why did like it's like an instinct? I don't know. Like they engaged in these things that are just like self exploration maybe, but then right. but then felt so bad about it. I don't know. They had to like like. Bring it out on you or something. No, like I, okay, so factor. I think that and on themselves, make themselves. When I was in high school, I played soccer. I, you know, was not because I was really a sporty person. I don't think I'm a really sporty person, but I was like always pushed. Person. I was always pushed to do sports, right? So you know, and I felt obviously I was someone who kind of enjoyed this, right? But like in the <laughs> locker room or whatever experience, like I feel right. like that was like very common. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that. I don't know. It's so, it's it's such a weird dichotomy in a society that's like yeah. gay is bad, mm -hmm. but then everyone wants to do something gay. Mm -hmm. it's, like, yeah. it's like, and it's not even because these like... people are like, it's not even I, like I'm sure you guys can I, can identify with this, but I, it's not even a sexual act. It's more like together. It's weird. It's, I, I don't even know what to explain it as. Honestly, but it's it's like, like to me, it's like like the super modern day representation of like blackface. You know what I mean? Like 
we'll sit here and we'll, like laugh at it. We'll play it off and like it's okay if we do it. But if we see that you're doing it and like you're doing it for real, then like it's a it's a ultra problem. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And what an interesting comparison because my friend mm-hmm. Tyler and I, what we did in high school, this was our like go to activity. We would mm-hmm. go on Xbox Live and play Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. and we would have you know at this time I was very much in the closet, identified as straight. And we would, go, him as well, he was never in the closet, he's, he's heterosexual. We would go online and play Grand Theft Auto and pretend to be these two gay guys. We'd be mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like, we're in the lobby, like, we're gay, oh, blah, just to like, yeah. fuck with people, yes. right? And we thought it was the funniest thing ever that we had these two personas. Mm-hmm. And one time we met this gay guy in the lobby who was like a real gay person, you know, and we got his number, he was in California, whatever. And we would like text him and meet, and you know, obviously like pretend to have this relationship with this guy. And then when Tyler and I were, you know, alone talking, we would laugh about it. We were like, this is so funny. Like, mm. this guy's actually mm. gay. Like, mm-hmm. it was sort of like <coughs> speaking to the same truth about, you know, mm-hmm. it's like going along and sort of making fun of something that. You are. You are. Uh, but, but he, but also, uh, he yeah. wasn't. He's right. not someone who's homophobic either. It was just like very. But you weren't offended other, by your friend. It was like the yeah. other. Right. Well, I think it's like yeah, the thing like of a, being you know, like, like a really like. Yeah, it's like the thing of being scared of somebody who's proud of what you're like. Yeah. Antagonizing them for, you know what I mean? Like. I don't know. I think that's like the ultimate representation. Because if you go online, like you hear the most like outrageous right. of like the gay shit. Like like gay people don't even say this kind of thing. Right. You know I mean? right. right. So yeah. So it's like when you, when you hear it taken to that extent, it's like <laughs> like you know, it's all stemming from someplace. And I think for me, like it's just, it's just a big place of like one, they don't talk about it, um, especially not amongst each other. Even me as like a black male, like no older black male has ever talked to me about like gay relationships, mm-hmm. you know, be that be woman, woman, man, man, like trans, like none of that. They don't no, talk no. about But mind you, like growing up, you know, the church that I went to, I remember like there was a bunch of gay people in that church. Like there's a bunch of transgender people, you know what I mean? And like, yo, and I remember I remember like growing like now I think about it, I remember being watched by like the transgender guy down the street. Wow. You know what I mean? And oh. like Yeah, and like he never tried anything no. wild, like nothing anything crazy. But like me growing up I never thought of it as like mm. Yo, this guy gets probably ostracized, like in all aspects. And like, I kind of find out that was happening in church, you know, mm-hmm. where he was going to, oh, no. like, where, that had to be wherever he was at, you mm-hmm. know. And like, I know a big part of it is that like the people that antagonize and make fun are like the same people who would be the first persons to like make those jokes and like yeah. do that amongst each other. You have to understand, yeah. anytime there's an attack taking place, it's coming from a place of trauma. Exactly. And and it's usually childhood trauma or like past trauma. And yeah. so like. I, it's really, really hard because you want to like antagonize the other person because they're being so awful. But like, I've been really trying to get myself in a place where like, this is their inner child who's traumatized, freaking the F out right now. Mm -hmm. And like kind of stepping back and being like, anytime somebody wants to like freak out on me for whatever my life choices Mm -hmm. are, it's because their trauma is coming up right now. Mm -hmm. And like, it's really hard, but if you can hold that space and not get so like angrily back involved, because that's what I want to do. Like the inner like angry me wants to come out. Like these conversations don't happen right. when that's mm-hmm. what's happening. Yes. Like, when you're just getting angry back, when you can just sit back and be like, everyone has a freaking story. Yeah, mm-hmm. they believe what they believe for mm-hmm. a reason. They're not trying to be hateful and antagonistic. Yeah. It just like it comes yeah. from a place. Yeah, I'm going right back now. to your point about um, how did we get to this place where we have to say numbers or not numbers or oh, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was saying this to Colin earlier, but who watched Sex and City? Okay. Oh. Yeah. I love it. Oh my god, I love it. Please tell me you remember the episode where Miranda and Steve both wrote lists out. Oh my god, their I think lists I, out. I think I do. And Steve's list was lower, Aww. and hers was pages, and she was like erasing and like trying to be as accurate as mm. possible, and she couldn't remember names, so she'd be like that one guy from that one bar that one time, 
And I remember seeing that episode and I was like, that's a hoe. She has so many bodies. But it was normalized because it's on HBO, which mm -hmm. is like on TV. And there's this woman that, you know, is a lawyer and otherwise we all see her character as very like in this box. And yeah, she's she, not, was she was the most prudish. Right, well, but also you know, but she was all the way out here. And Charlotte I was, like, was pretty pretty. So, so I feel yeah. like that one <laughs> episode of that one show threw me. Because I grew up in a household where, oh my God, you don't like talk about sex. We don't watch sex scenes. We fast forward that. Like really? still today, Lucky. my parents fast forward. So really? They nah. can't. <laughs> Mary Pat's not here for a reason. <laughs> She's like, I she don't think I can. She's like, I like, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> no, she knows. Any other topic. <laughs> she knows, but like, um, I think oh that is mad fascinating. So I think it's so interesting. I have my list. <laughs> like. It's on my phone. And really? It's locked. And I, don't, I don't know. You know, what, you know yeah. you've seen my list. You can yeah. lock it. Has, I was trying to you can lock it down. First of all, first of all, I we're talking about how all guys make lists. You you have a list. No. I definitely have a list. Yeah. I don't have a list. I have emojis. Wait, have you and made a list and then deleted okay, it? I never made a list. Because no. I'm organized. Oh my god, that's weird. I'm delineated by high school, college, and post college. But it's not necessarily to be like, oh, look at me. I have so many bodies. It's more just like, I want to know who. Yeah. Look, I have a question. Do you have two lists? Do you no. know who's went down on you? Who or three lists? No, it's part of the legend. Who, it's part of the legend. Part of the legend. Part of the legend. Part of the legend. You know I'm a Capricorn. I can't do multiple lists. It's in one list. Yeah. yeah. But then I keep all my texts in one. How do you no. differentiate like? There's emojis. Yeah. And I have emojis. And there's something that would indicate if they did or not. It's like a March Madness bracket. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> on a quick glimpse. Wait, on a quick glimpse. Wait, you can't be looking real close. I have like a really like a quick question. Anyway, Did you guys ever like, okay, because I remember like there was a certain period of time where like sex became like a super power play. Like where I realized, I, I think it was like a period of time where like I realized that I had power in sex. Oh, yeah. Like I, I was so used to like being like powered in sex and like it got to a point where I was like, oh shit, like. I have power. When you take back that, like, oh, my pussy's got power. So then I would, Guys find that yeah. sexy, by no, the but, way. No, but... Guys love that. But, like, so then oh. I would, like... I would not do it nice. Like, I would, like, go out and, like... Not go out. Oh. It only happened, like, twice. But, like, I would execute my, my power. I would execute. And then, yes. like... Mamba and, mentality. And then I would, like... And then I would, like, be proud for having been me. Oh, for doing you. mean and the power. No, but I didn't like it. Mean like, I did it sense? for power. Like, yeah. What are you saying? Is like, it like acting exactly? like you don't care? Like, there's not that mental attachment that we were talking about? No, like, before? I would, like, really be like. You would be like, go down on me and leave. Yeah. Okay. Well, how, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. I, it's not a good place to be. I was not proud of myself. My pride to be hurt. But I, I think, ain't gonna lie. I really liked the guy. I really like, genuinely liked the guy that I did that and you're, to. And, and then power like, play. And I did a power play because I thought that I was like, guys do power plays all the time. So yeah, I was it's like, not even yeah. a question. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's a power play. But his feelings were really hurt. And then I was like, oh my god, I of course I hurt his fucking feelings. Like I've had my feelings hurt like 17 times. Or now more. more. Now I hurt his feelings, and I feel terrible. And now about it. I can't even talk to him anymore. I really, I really liked him. No, it's never expected. <laughs> it's so interesting because I told my friends about it, and like in Italy when I lived there, and they're like, "You're a bitch." <laughs> but I guarantee you, you don't put a, burn a bridge with a guy when you do that. He's gonna want. No, more, I definitely think sense. no. I Which is a, it's a weird stigma where where you do. Did that, you um, did you ever see him again after that? Yeah, but then it was never like, but then it was like, I think we genuinely liked each other and then after that it was like, okay, like you play games. Yeah. But the same thing, like oh, no. how you said how guys typically do that, well, let me propose this question. 
guys sleep with girls, then they almost, um, you know, act like they don't like them or whatever. Yeah, and that's like, I'm done with that. But let me ask yeah. this question. Do, with guys, do. with guys, why is it that women are attracted to guys that don't want them or who act like assholes? I think that's it's a human condition, condition that we want, we can't that have. We're, but that we're raised with, I think, is it's codependency. Yeah, because if we're not looked at as being desired or desirable, like it took a paradigm shift. Sudden, yeah, well, that's what it to is to like too. not be attracted to that anymore. Like, and I still have friends that are attracted to that, and I have to I'm and so I tell them, and I have to really? tell them, like, yeah. you need to like take control of that. Like, you don't have to. Like, I used to be like that. Mm-hmm. This is what prevents and men from not caring changed. about having sex with yeah, women, like treating women, and then like you just change guys know straight guys know that. I can treat women badly, sleep a lot with a lot of women, and do whatever I want, and women will always we'll still, still want come me. crawling back. Because yeah. listen, like everyone's raising It's gonna prevent you. What do you think? I feel like you totally you, you, right. you, you right. right. I'm like, all right, so I didn't get any play like that growing up, right? So it wasn't until like, <laughs> it wasn't until like, because what I moved like our halfway through our junior years, so when I moved, I got extra play, but I got like a little play the year before that, you know what I mean? Play. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah, like a little play. Like I lost my virginity the year before, right? Right. But like, it wasn't until like, I stopped treating everybody like I was the bro. You know what I mean? Like, I remember I was mad. Like, I was the bro for everybody. Like, Like, yo, that's the bro. That's the bro. Yeah, like the friend zone. Like, that was my... I lived in the friend zone. Yeah, I was chilling in that. I I can't keep You know what I mean? (laughs) It wasn't until it got to the point where, like... And it wasn't even... Like, I didn't do it intentionally, but I just got tired of hearing stories from, like, girls that are really, like... I don't even say light, but like I just really fuck with them. You know what I mean? Like they were cool people. Like I considered them my sister because like clearly wasn't gonna be anything more than that. But like you come back to me with these same stories of these same people. Tell me about it. I still deal with it with friends. I'm like, stop abusing yourself. Yeah, like even my girls going through that now. But like a lot of her friends that she grew up with, and it's like, yo, people gonna learn how they learn. Yeah. But they got to a point for me where I was just like, yo, I can't honestly can't help you. Like you're asking for a man's perspective, and like clearly mine is completely different from what you're going through. Yeah. So it wasn't until I like kind of just dubbed all that that I was like, all right, now they're actually like, hey, you want to go out? You want to go do this? Like, what are you doing next weekend? And these are people that like treated me like I was like little brother and what? Because I knew mad older people, right. so it yeah. wasn't until like I kind of just nipped that all in the bud that like I, they all just started kind of giving me play. In a sense, you <laughs> know. Yeah, Did like that make you feel some type of way? Right Did that there. make you feel some type of way? Like, oh, okay, I mean, I'm gonna lie. At first, like, and now I like you, now you're looking at me. Kind of, it was like some Mike like, Jones. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely I, I checked myself <laughs> super quick. Yeah, yeah. Like, I definitely checked myself quick because these are people that like I would get my honest advice to. Sure. Like, you know, I feel like all guys have been there in that scenario where there's like that one female friend in their life where like you'll tell them like, yo, all right, as a guy, this is how it is. Like, you're giving them your honest opinion. Like, sure yo, this guy ain't shit for you, you know? You're yep. telling it how it is, and, like, they still yeah. don't listen, you know? Like, he's playing you, like, he's gonna play you again. Right, yeah. and you're living that pattern. And then, like, mind you, you're here, and it's not like they don't know you're here. Like, they know you're here, but they're hitting you up because they know that every time you call, they call, you're gonna answer, you know yeah. what I mean? You're safe. Yeah, so it wasn't until, like, you're safe. I actually just decided, to, like, yo, you might have to learn this on your own, and not because, like, I got beef with you, but clearly, like, me giving you that advice isn't doing any justice to either of us. That, like... Yeah. Then it started getting play, and then I think it was like one or two ex- uh, encounters that I had where I kind of was on that like vindictive like, oh word, like now you all right, you know what I mean. Yep. And then after that, like I was definitely checked it where it was like, all right, this shit is dumb, you know, like this this is dumb because you end up burning bridges that you have. Sure. Like at least for me, I had close relationships from growing up, and then all of a sudden, like within a day, it's just like, all right, I'm not really yeah. like it was cool, but when I was younger, I didn't I didn't have you know I didn't have uh, any of the relationships I had with females when I was in my late teens and early 20s were sexual. I didn't really have that many female friends because I, if they were my female friend, it was because there was some type of sexual thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I got older that, that I got a little bit more mature and and 
I almost like thought to myself, like, wow, I don't have any like female friends that that I can just call like my friend because I enjoy them as a person, and um, yeah, you know, it's it's I think partly a societal norm, and, and um, you it's know, it's also like a responsibility thing. It's difficult. Like I've got I have guy friends, um, and I don't know. It always is weird because like I have guy friends that I've never gone with, but like I always. Know that yeah. they would get with me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's also yes. being a woman <laughs> yeah. and well, having guy friends. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm about to say, because when I moved back to Hackensack, yo, there's, I could run off a list of a bunch of people I bumped Let's into. Not. Yeah, yeah I'm never not. Yeah. Yeah. Beep. Right. <laughs> you know? But like, I remember like running into people and not even like, this is after living in New York, being like, oh, and they recognize me. And right. I'm like, oh, you know, how you been, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, yo, let's link up. Like, we'll go get brunch or something like that. Like, mind <laughs> you. Yeah. Out. Like, mind you. Mind <laughs> you. Like, I'll bring up, like, oh, oh yeah, no. me and my girl just moved back. But, like, yeah, we should definitely go get food or something. Like, yeah. I'm not about to invite you to my house. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. But then, like, I come to realize that, like, they asked you on a date. Yeah, like they think I'm asking them on a date, and it's like, what? Like, I, I literally said, like, yeah, we go to the most public place, like, <gasps> right. don't gotta be nothing crazy. No, they thought yeah. that was more crazy. They thought, oh shit, he's bringing me to a public place. Yeah, Ooh. so it's I'm like, so yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he, we're always trying oh to contrive the mystery. And it was like, and he mentioned he had a girl. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah, so it's oh, like, so he's out here. Oh, so he loves me. Yeah, oh, so I like, within like six months, I started hearing like certain things back from certain people, like, yo, you saw such a such, I was like, oh, nah, nip, all this in the butt. Yeah, I don't see like, nobody. I, mean, I don't see people. Yeah, yeah so it's like, I say it's like all the time. So then it made me realize, like, all right, like, maybe it's like a locational thing. Like, maybe, you know, small towns are going to be small towns. Big towns are going to be, you know, big towns are going to be more understanding, which is like, yeah. you know, fairly true to an real. extent. But uh, it definitely did make me think that, like, you know, all that shit I was going through when I was younger, like, it definitely still does exist for people once they get older, especially if that's not the wavelength that you've been on to begin with. You know, yeah. and, and if you're in a relationship, I think that's something you kind of got to be honest about. Yeah, right. And that's why I also realized that, like, people in relationships don't have a lot of friends just because, like, I can't have a lot of female friends But then now, it's also like, know? but, like, why, though? But right. it's also, like, that's, a, that's limiting. But well, maybe I think you okay. can, but you have to communicate it. You well, yeah, because it's they now. It's like, I mean, it depends can. on your, your dynamic. You well, know? it does. Yeah. But, like, let's say, like, that example, right? I saw an old girl. I was like, yo, how you doing? Let's go. I haven't seen her in years. Like, when I moved from Agasac, I moved. You know what I mean? Like, didn't come back for a while. But, like, the hardest thing to explain to your girl is, like, hey, like, I just met up with this girl I used to grow that's, up with. That's and we're right. Like, how'd you explain coming here? But if you trust yeah, you know somebody I mean? enough. Like, how'd you explain coming here to your girl? Oh, I told her, like, yo, like, I had to go, like, yo, me and Vicky grew up, like. Right. Pictures, lists. And yeah. probably, like, other people, like you said, were going to be there, too. Like, exactly. Kind of one-on-one. Yo, it was so bad. I was like, yo, the, my first interaction with Vicky, with Vicky. I don't know if you remember I this. I don't know where we're going with this one. <laughs> no, all right, we're in, pre- <laughs> we're, in our, we're in pre-K, right? Oh, we're in pre-K. Stop we're, right I'm there. A, we're on a playground minding our business. You know what I mean? What, separately? Yeah, separately. Minding separately, my business. Okay. Like, I don't think I haven't actually had a conversation <laughs> with Vicky yet. Do you guys plan on the monkey bar? Vicky, oh, nah. Vicky comes up to me. Mind you, Little I don't know why I remember this, but she smelled like baby powder growing up. Like, she always oh, smelled like baby so powder, cute. right? Oh, my God, she comes so up to me and she's cute. like, no, no, I'm lying. She's like, if you do bad, I'll kill you. If you do right, you're good. And then just walked away. And like, and that was my first ever like interaction with Vicky. It was like, I don't know what brought that up. But I, but I remember was that, a dog? Oh, no, that, was, that, was that was right in front of another kid parking right in the front. And I remember, I, I solely remember, this is the first time I ever did this. I was like, she walked away and I was like, 
cool. Like, I'm not, like no problem Wait, for me. I, I had no. I'm yeah. not gonna die right now. My persona has been the same. Yes. Yes. Like, I have yeah. so many opinions. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was the most random thing. But it was like, all right, Vicky Cumberbatch. She saw you. She like, she's like, she saw you. She's like, no, it's cool. I mean, it's your. The worst. Oh. She's like, I fuck with him. It. It it's so Amazing. funny. It's so funny to me. Um, that is really funny. And LOL at your memory. Hey, I don't remember a lot. I definitely don't remember that. But I remember. Yeah. That is the cutest thing. <laughs> that's really cute. That's so funny. We left quite an impression. Yeah. yeah. Baby powder. Yo, that's what. That's what I remember. I was like, she walked away. Baby powder. Yeah, because I was like, she just told me that she smells like baby powder. Like that's the most random thing for somebody she to smell like baby powder. She smells like a little baby. And yeah, she's like, she just I came up like Stewie Griffin. Like a little boy. Yeah, it was like Stewie Griffin. Just like. And you were going there. Yep, that was good. <laughs> Nothing has changed. Nope, nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I want to, I, I don't know if we're short on time, but I wanted to say one we're thing. We're living our lives. Pertaining to this um, communication, yeah. and I'm going to bring up something relatively recent, and just to get some thoughts. Just to get some thoughts. I'm so bring excited. it up, bring it up, bring it up. I wanted yeah. to say something about it. Pick no, it so, I don't know if it was yesterday or, or um, Wednesday. Like he <laughs> went, <laughs> no, Ben tells me that he is meeting a coworker after work for a drink, and it's a female coworker who, who I actually have met a handful of times. Who, of course, I have my own. She could be anybody, and I'd have any. You know, you develop whatever opinions, and I've met her, and I think she's a cool girl that I actually would be friends with. Even worse. On my own. Right. right. So then I'm thinking like, you know, that could mean a number or go a million different ways. But I'm just interested right. to hear people's thoughts on that because he went out for a drink and I had zero issues. Zero Good. Problem. I thought Good, yeah. it was a well needed like time for him to just decompress about work and vent because they used to, mm. she no longer works at the company, but like they had that kind of thing. And I just felt like it was important for both of them. Like you should do things with friends. Like you should, like I wasn't even thinking of it as this is a female that's going out for a drink. I mean, I think that's perfect. Although that isn't something that, that that is uncommon though, I I think since we met each other, that isn't even like, uh, I don't typically do that. And I knew because she felt comfortable with her and because she'd met her and knows her, and because I've talked about my relationship with this person, I think I gauged that she would be comfortable. Like I knew what your dynamic was like with that person. And you knew like some of my old bosses, like I used to go out with one of them all the time for a drink who was a guy and other people would come. It was never really like me alone ever. So like, I just think it comes back to the communication. And I don't hold that over your head If you didn't know her, if you didn't know this girl, would it have been a problem too? Because I I feel like that's not you. Well, well, that's the thing. That's why I said that first. Because I would think like, that's the thing. If I (laughs) didn't know who she was, I can't necessarily say like, I be okay with it it's because I know this girl I know that she's recently married like not that that prevents anybody from doing anything but like I knew her and I knew that I knew the kind of girl that she was well here's like so my thoughts with that is like it comes down to like how well you actually trust and respect Mm -hmm. your partner because love is one thing love's great I love a lot of people pretty easily Respect is a totally different factor. Mm -hmm. And it takes me a long time to respect someone. So when Mm -hmm. I respect somebody I know no matter what, that my boyfriend's a good person, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't do something to actively hurt me. Mm-hmm. That's, That's it. That's it. Yeah. If you have that you know foundation, I mean? if I have that foundation, yeah. I'm like, at the end of the day, my ego, anxiety brain is gonna go in a hundred different directions. But I trust mm-hmm. you because I respect you. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, you're a good person. Mm-hmm. Done. And that's exactly Done. where I was matter. coming from with this. It just made yeah. me think when you're telling your story, like you're coming back, this person's brand new to your girl. She has no idea who she is, and you're gonna say to her, "Oh, I might like meet up." 
see, hang out, whatever the case may be. Situational. Like, that's why. Like, something like that would totally rub But then the it would be like, yeah. like this. I, I was like, no, well, that's no. because but, you had met her. But that's the thing. Like, you had met her. What do you, yeah. go, what do you say to get to that point? Like, what's the intro? You know what I mean? Like, at what I've point did she to, meet her where it was like, all right, now she's cool with this person if you were going to get a drink? I've talked about, um, I'm like vocal with, about the people I work with, like yeah. my relationship with, you know, this dude, this dude, this girl, oh, I can't stand this girl at work. Sure. I can't, you know, this guy's yeah, cool, like, whatever. After work, I'm So, yeah. um, like, she knows about, like, people I work with, yada, yada. Um, she's a girl who's, who's similar age as me. We kind of just clicked, had common connections, and kind of just, like, vibe as people, like, mm-hmm. on, a, on a mature level, just, like, fucking around, joking around, like, whatever. And I've always talked about, like, her and her man, this and that. She knows I'm vocal with my relationship with her. Yeah. Like I talk to her, she's like a sister to me, so I talk to her about like, yeah, I started seeing this girl Becca. She's cool, like whatever. Like so really she was. knew like from the beginning of everything. So I yeah. think when she works nearby, she works seven blocks from me. So you know, one time I was like, oh, me and Noemi are going to get coffee. You want to come meet us? Like mm-hmm. I would love for you to meet her. So I think that kind of opens the me. door. Yeah, it takes a lot of talking. It takes That's what it takes—a lot of trust. Yeah, but like also too, I felt like, and as much, as cool as I think she is, like I never felt threatened. I know as females, like that can be like. A I would be like, yeah. oh, I'm going to get a drink with this yeah. chick I work with. Yeah. Oh, her name's yada yada. I never that, told like, her about you, but know. she wants to get a drink. Right, yeah. and if if I was getting this vibe from this girl that like something didn't just rub me the wrong way, then but like also, I would feel very We also can't deny just the, the dynamic of the importance of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Because like I think women tend to feel really threatened mm-hmm. when they don't feel secure in the relationship, which again comes from like a place of 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 love, of trust and of like yeah, codependence. Yeah, of like we, security. Yeah, check the codependent mm-hmm. patterns in the, which in are very prevalent in Western society. Yeah. It's so like if if you don't feel secure in your relationship, you're gonna feel threatened by. Mm-hmm. I struggle yeah. to know where the line is. I love to say because like my girl's favorite thing to say is that like one, she don't trust females in general. But then, like, that's so I knew you were gonna so say so that. It's not you. I don't trust. It's them. Yeah, you know, and like, I think there's like some truth to that. You know what yeah. I mean? But I'm like, lean there. It, yeah, you know what I mean. And like, I, I, I don't knock really? it. Like, I never but knock like, it. Really? What does it matter? If, well, I think certain no, cultures. Think look a, at the girls I, I grew a, up with. There's no way. I think there's certain cultures yeah, that are more jealous than others. Well, I'm about to say, I've dated girls of both races. I think there's a cop out because even like, so what? Like, if you don't trust the girls, at the end of the day, that means. What she's saying, I think, is that I don't trust them to not tease you to the point where you can control yourself and you're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, that's the message. Okay, but that's at the end of the day, that's you that she doesn't trust. Well, yeah, but that's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I think different cultures are also very. I think that she's telling you, like, oh, don't worry, like it's them, but like it's not, it's you. So here's where like the balance comes, right? Like, all right, now I get to spill the tea in a sense, you know? Hey, hey, but like, so within my relationship. When we first met, like, she would tell me all the time, like, yo, you know, I have this meeting, I'm going on meetings, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, but then, like, later find out, like, when she says meeting, she's going to go, like, have brunch or, like, have dinner with somebody. Not to say, like, it was always a guy or a girl, yeah. but, like, that's just what she calls, like, a networking kind of thing. But, like, even now to this day, there's, like, still guys that she'll go that, you know, she was friends with before I met that she'll go have food with or, like, oh, such and such is in town. And like mind you, I don't trip. And my whole thing is, like, I don't trip because I believe in trust. And, like, yeah. my whole thing in trust, trust is, is that, like, yeah. What's your sign? Capricorn. My sign. Yeah. So my whole thing is that like, 
I'm not gonna sit here and treat you as if you're about to do something. Like even if some if we're if I'm not with you or even if I am with you and some guy like tries to holler at you, before I say something, I expect you to ignore him. Yeah. You know, if he does say something, if he continues to say something, then I'm gonna speak up. Somebody does yeah. get with somebody else. Maybe they're not satisfied, and that person made them happy. I don't know. Like I just come back to like yeah. what, what? weird. Oh, we were talking about this before, but like I'm Polly. I'm in an open relationship, mm-hmm. right? And that's very hard. Like there are times where I'm like, this it doesn't. It makes me nervous. And my friend asked me. He goes, the only reason it makes you nervous is because there's something in, deep down inside of you that thinks if they go out and meet this person or have a sexual encounter with this person or whatever it is, even just like a coffee that they'll suddenly fall out of love with you. That's not how love works, right? If they find some other person, it's not because they found this person and fell out of love with you, it's because something else was already not right. We gotta get out of this idea that somebody else can come in and sweep up your person. No, of course, yeah. Something's yeah. already well, broken if somebody else comes in. And I have, a, I have a lot of questions with being poly. Like, oh my God, I know, I know. it's needs, huge, I know. No, I just like, opened a can of worms. <laughs> what made you <laughs> say, you know what, I wanna be poly? I want to be in a poly relationship yeah. as because I'm sure you went in relationships before that that were that weren't no. more yeah. atypical. Yeah. What were like what My happened thing that was you were it like, was a I personal growth. I I'm, I really believe in personal growth and I believe that like the majority of my issues my whole life come from codependent patterns. What's the best way to break a pattern is to face it head on. And codependency is born from the I need you to complete me mentality and polyamory breaks that wide open. It's the belief that like you're here because I want you here, not because I need you here. So if you walk out the door tomorrow because something else makes you happier, good. I love you so much I want you to be happy. I'm not wanting you to stay here for me because that's codependency. There's probably that's just mean love. that you're, you're in a relationship with one person. You love one person, that one person loves you. There's no other love going around. But no, love can go you around can in any direction. Love goes around. Yeah. yeah, love goes around in any direction. I wasn't sure if it was that. So or that's an open relationship where it's connected it. between the two of us, and they can go anywhere they want. Polly's like, if Do you're connected you with somebody love tomorrow, each other people, is there more love? Like that. It doesn't matter. Well, it love to me is love. There's no it higher depends. lower because I just believe in it differently. Mm. And well, at least from what I've seen, you know what I mean. It's like, very I different. It's very different. Yeah. I know. Like are most poly relationships a thing where it's like just one guy? And he has a like bunch of different families, or is it like more of a That's spectrum of poly like, mono- or uh, polygamy? Polygamy. polygamy. Okay, there that we is go. different. Oh, Polyamory is just different. Different. okay. It's yeah. many loves. It just means that like my love is limitless. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna hold it back, and I don't want you to hold it back. Okay. We, for the most part, my my relationship is mostly monogamous as mm-hmm. far as sexually, but like I don't ever have to question if he goes and has a drink with a person. I don't have to, have to question my if I'm getting a strong relationship with a friend. I don't ever have to worry about it messing with his ego because at the end of the day you've made a decision like we've made a decision we've communicated it was it just something you decided yeah on, on a whim like or yeah a, I had gotten out of a marriage that was like clearly destructive did someone propose I guess the idea to you when you were dating someone like I proposed I proposed it my uh, okay. But you were exploring. I mean, but it I was wasn't exploring. like it was on a whim. You I don't were think it's something exactly, out. That's yeah. my question. It doesn't just I, feel like I happened. had gotten it's there through a it's lot of reading and talking to people, and I have conversations like this daily. Yeah, she's out here. So what, this is my this, daily this is life. Yeah. So, like, what was your biggest? I don't know if you like had any mental blockages, like when you decided oh, to still have. Do. Yeah, like, what, what was your thought processing into like going into that conversation with them? Like, do you have any fears of like what the outcome of it could be? Like. If he was just like, oh, word, like, this is what I want, like... Here's the thing. I have, like, a lot of feelings for him already when I brought this conversation up. 
And so I knew that like this conversation might lose this dude because mm -hmm. he might not be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't comfortable for a while. It was something we had to talk through. And it's something we daily talk through. Like every interaction we're talking through it because it's not new, for, it's new for both of us. And we're right. like, well, this is weird and crazy. How long has this been? We've been dating since last November. Mm -hmm. And it's been open the whole time. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's just a conversation that has to happen every single time. And like, there was an instant where I was having a really bad day and I was texting him like, oh my God, I need to get back into therapy. I was saying things that were really dramatic. Like mm -hmm. he should be texting me back. He wasn't texting me back. And I immediately got pissed that he wasn't texting me back. And then my other thing was like, oh, he's probably with some other girl right now, not texting right. me back, right? Mm -hmm. That was my immediate like trigger. And he texted me the next day and was like, sorry, I was with Brittany last night. And I'm like, and I had to like, before I would get mad at him, I had to be like, oh, this is our relationship. This is what I said was okay. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want the expectation of it for him to be there for me whenever I no, needed him to, to be there. You have to play by me. the rules that you put in. But place. it's also like <laughs> the point of Polly is, I can't expect things out of you. And in that moment, I was expecting things out of you. Well, that's the and thing. that's not fair. Well, that's the thing that that's like not fair. Yeah, that's the thing I think really like differs. I don't know. Like I, I don't know, like I've been in. I was in an open relationship for like four years. And by open, I just mean that we created the the dynamic that was perfect for us. Yeah. But what I really learned, like kind of towards the end of it was that I actually do want to expect certain things from you. Mm. That's like, what I, was I actually say. like I like, like I'm actually okay with us to a certain extent leaning on each other to fill gaps that, you know, like we just don't have or like things that we just, you know, like that we would like to have from right. each other. Right. So then it became kind of like a, okay, so how do we balance our like sexual and free lovingness with our dedication and responsibility to our companionship. Yeah. And and it, and it and it's kind of yeah. like, you know, it's like a similar I mean, I think the most important thing about this is just the communication. Yeah. And the honesty. End of the day. And that's like the fundamental that's the one. fundamental part of all of this. It's just like okay, like I'm a flirtatious person. Like I flirt with people. So I grew up with a lot of guilt because like I would date guys who were like super like and like I would smile at a person and he'd be like, Hey, like why'd you flirt with him? I'd be like, I fucking smiled. So when I got into like a serious relationship, I was like, I wanna be able to smile whoever I want. Okay? At minimum. <laughs> yeah. At minimum. At minimum. I can smile. Okay? Like, I want to make them laugh. Like, right. that's fine with I want to be able to do a shoulder touch as okay. well. Yeah, Sometimes. like, maybe. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, so how do I, like, express myself freely and still feel, like, accepted and, like, you know, safe? So, I don't know. But that's a good point, though, because that was the thing that immediately jumped out. Like, you're trying to detach from that, but I think that's part of, like, why you're well, in a relationship also, also to begin with. Well, like, it I depends on the personal but journeys, but, but too. But there's a difference. There's a difference. It's so nice when he's there for me when I need him. It's so nice. But at the end of the day, I could do it without him if I had to. Of course. And that's what breaks the codependent path. But couldn't I say that at anyway? Like, well, I think it's, just, I think it's more like, like a journey thing. But you actually feel it. I think it's more like a journey thing, too. I think, like... Like, I, I think that's why this, this like, one-size-fits-all thing just, like, doesn't, doesn't work. Doesn't work. And, and I'm not like saying Polly's for everyone. I'm not saying that at all. And I also don't think that it's not, I don't necessarily think that, like, the way that you do Polly is the way it's that for everybody everyone. does Polly. No, no, no. You and know? I 100% admit, this is my, my definition. Uh, well, it's just your, but, which I think is, should be more natural. Do you think it's sustainable if you were to have children? I think we have to renegotiate it. But for me, Polly is a way of being it's not like so like we could be in a monogamous relationship within poly it's the belief system behind it yeah. so it's always on the table for conversation that's my biggest thing so what does it's always on the table what does marriage look like to you 
Like, does it still like the same thing? You know, or like, is there an end game to that where it's like, all right, I've already like completed this part of my journey. Now I'm okay with. I think some people might think it's a phase. I don't believe in completions ever Mm -hmm. about anything. Like like everything's a continuous conversation. Everything's a continuous journey. So like, I'm never gonna get to an endpoint anywhere with anything. Right, mm-hmm. so like it's always a conversation. Gotcha. Like that's what I believe about absolutely everything. It's always a conversation. Like when we get to the point where we're like, this is the end goal, we're missing the mark already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's all about the journey. Yeah, do, yeah. do you think? And um, forgive me if this comes across harsh. No, no go do ahead. Do you ever feel or um, do people ever ask you like, is this a phase? Yeah. When I came out as pansexual, that was the first question. When my sister came out as bisexual, that was the first question. Is this a phase? Mm-hmm. It's not something that's talked about, so people don't get it. So it's going to be considered a phase. I think that's mm-hmm. bullshit. What do you but think? also, my thing is, again, poly, for me, is a mindset. I might still continue a monogamous relationship at one point. The polyamory for me is, is the opinion that, like again, we're not codependent. Every single day, we're checking in that we're not codependent. That's poly to me. It's very different. It's very different. That's a whole lot. Whole of different. Yeah. I've never. It's like I had to have the conversation with him the other day where I was like, I was triggered today because you didn't text me back. And this we're is also how I long felt. distance. Let's also point out. Yeah. Let's also point out. But like, oh, yeah. even when we were in the same city, this was kind of things that were happening. But you know, and so I said like this. This happened, and he goes. I get it. That's not fair that you had that expectation of me today, but I, I understand that you had a hard day and I want to be there for you. Can I call you? That's, that's, you, you that's realize how much you, you know get I mean? when you, you talk it, like that. When you uh, I, I guess another question I have yeah. for you is what yeah. do you get out of being oh. poly specifically that you wouldn't out of a relationship that's not poly, like a regular, like what do you get out of that Way that you were not getting? Clearly. Also, way more self, like self, self awareness, self exploration. Like, yeah. Like, no, so I feel like what a challenge. Like, what a self challenge. And, 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 and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Me and my boyfriend yeah. are both growth junkies. So we're like, for us, this is like personal growth to Correct. the limit. To the limit. Like, we yeah. love yeah. it. We thrive on it. Yeah. I don't think it's for everyone. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying that everyone should go out and do this, but don't judge me for doing it. That's right. my biggest mm-hmm. thing. Do you think it would be. Don't judge me for doing it. Well, not to say that it's easy for you guys to do. You think you would be able to handle it the way that you are if you guys were in, like, not in a long-distance relationship? Where it was the thing where, like... Well, you guys again, we were doing this when we were in the same city but as it's when we really were together. Rough, oh. though, like, right it's really rough, though. It's rough. I'm heading Saturday. I'm going yes. down Saturday. Yeah. So It's like, rough for, like, when you do it for years. It's rough because, it, for me, at least, in my experience, it's like you get to a certain point where it's like, okay, like, you've been with someone for, like, three years. You've been open the whole time. You... Like growth, it's 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 an interesting thing to try to manage growth with openness. Cause it's like, okay, like today I feel like doing this. And he's like, okay, well I feel like doing this. And you're like, okay, well you get to do whatever you feel like doing. Cause like, I want you to be happy in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But then after like months, you're like, okay, but like we haven't gone out. Like I haven't been with your friends. Like you haven't been with my friends. Yeah. Like it's like inception. Like you just get caught up in well, that. Like, because it's like, it's, like how do you, it's like, how do you balance your individual life? It's just like a challenge balancing your individual paths because you've allowed yourself those, those, those times for exploration, but then also having like dedicated time mm-hmm. to, to be together yeah in growth yeah. It's I just like, want to pop in it's an interesting and return again to um, Colton had a question what was it Colton oh, and also uh, we're like not running yeah, anymore no we this are is actually, this, oh. is, I mean, this is a question like I'm interested uh, <laughs> do you want to have kids absolutely yeah. so 
I'm 100% certain kids, I want to be. Will this relationship, do you think, say the same? Or will... Great question. Mm. It'll because I mean, it'll here, here's, why, here's why I'm asking yeah. the question. I don't believe monogamy is natural. However, yeah. I believe monogamy is necessary for a period of time. For That's, I was about to say that. So I think in, in the child home, I think, especially when they're really young, that would be something that we explore. Or it would be something that was done, if we decided to continue that, it would be something that's done quietly. Okay. But I... I'm Maybe not there. So. I can't right. tell you that. Fair. Right. And and that's my point about everything. Like we might decide tomorrow this isn't for us, but right now it's for us, and I'm gonna fight for it. And I don't want to have to explain it to anyone. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Like that's my biggest thing. Is like don't look down at me because I'm doing things differently. Right. right. And, and, and my other thing too is like a lot of polyamorous people have like been like these kind of quirky weird like. I'm trying to normalize it. I'm trying mm -hmm. to be like, listen, like we're normal people out here, like yeah. doing things. Yeah. Right. Correct. <laughs> thing, I think the hardest thing they for me to wrap my I'm head like, around like polyamory or like open relationships because my boyfriend and I, you know, we've been together for about three and years. Very, very serious, yeah. very long distance. Yeah. And <laughs> we've talked about like having an open relationship and like having three ways just to like have the conversation. Although I don't think that I'm the type of person who would do right. that. And I don't right. think that he's the type of person who would do that because he's very jealous. Right. I'm jealous too. Right. So I think that maybe in the future but I, I, like it's not something that I think that is like specific to our relationship right right but I think that when we when we talked about it and I think when I think about like the potential of that the hardest part for me is like I can't wrap my head around like potentially losing that person like for me it's like and that's again, the thing, yeah, well, exactly. that's the thing. Yeah. right that's the, that's the hardest part over, it's like yeah. you didn't let me say it it's like yeah. why are we so afraid and why do we think that having be introducing something else means losing that person like for me i'm like i just don't want to lose him i love him so much we've been also, what for three years. it's like why but at the end right. of the day like it's like you, you like hit the lost him that's the craziest part it, for it me. would it's not like, be for like, would you find somebody you know? else i mean what else are you going to do you guys, like, I, it's just like, I, a year, into, <laughs> a year, a year into my relationship, I was having such bad panic attacks that I wasn't breathing on the floor of my shower, thought I wasn't going to live because I couldn't fathom being alone. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm poly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was at the point Going where like, I could not, like I was so terrified at what divorce would do to my life and what being alone would do to my life. That I couldn't breathe. We're so afraid. Of I, that. Had sh yeah. I had to. I had to shut that baby down. Do you? Uh, right. Do you find baby that <laughs> done? That I guess within baby like your down. romantic relationship, does it like transfer to how you feel about like just normal relation or other relationships that you have outside of that? Like you I feel like there's just more stuff? freedom. I don't have to like explain why I'm out with my girlfriend until twelve oh, at yeah. night. Like mm -hmm. I just get to do it. Mm -hmm. So we just wrapped our convo and it was excellent. We hope you liked it. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, YouTube, Patreon, Instagram, Facebook. And yes, you'll see this ending a lot because who doesn't love a little consistency and we wanted to do it one time, so let's be real.